Hello and welcome to the Impact Dynamics podcast. I'm Andy Little. And I'm Rusty. We talk about rifles, PRS and equipment and how alcohol can ruin a podcast. <laughs> and tonight we're talking about PRS and shooting and Andy's attempt at doing so. Woo! Master director, mate. Master director. Jeez. Hello, Andy. <laughs> Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> hope that's enough. We need your vote. Now we've caught up to where we are on the podcast. All right, go on back. Roll the outro. <laughs> Hello, Andy Little. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Good. This is the latest I think we've ever started podcast in late, history. It's a late session, but there's a reason why. <laughs> there is a reason why. We're going to get into that a little bit mm. later on in the show. We're also going to get into the PRS for 2022 yes. a little bit later in the show. But before that, before we get into all of that exciting detail, we're going to kick off with something boring. Um <laughs> Which I was going to throw to you about your match, but actually I just realised we haven't introduced Josh. So hello, Josh. How are not, you? Not, hold on. This is not the boring part, but hello, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, not segue. <laughs> yeah, this is a bad segue. I'll, I'll just be here okay. quietly. Hello. Okay. Hello, Josh. Thanks for pressing buttons and doing things. Mm. Uh, okay. Um, yes, we we uh, are later than we normally would be. We've probably had a, a beverage or two more than we normally would have. Yep. But you shot a match last weekend. I did shoot a match. It didn't go great. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Okay. Let's hold up. Okay. I got- Sorry, I don't want to give away the punchline. <laughs> Ruining the joke. Yeah. It, I'm pretty happy with how it went, except for one stage. Well, I wouldn't be. Um, okay, good. How, it was a centrefire match at the yes. club. Uh, there were six stages. Mm. You came second? Second. Okay, so fair yes. enough. All right, I can see why you're not- let's Let's say there were a few good consistent shooters who weren't there, but- Still okay. happy with how I performed. So you weren't there? <laughs> <laughs> not all not all of me, no. <laughs> not all of you. Yeah. All right, tell us overall, and then we're going to dig into the stage where you uh, you bollocked it up. Yeah, 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 I really did. So, I mean, overall, I, I feel like I shot really well. Who's, uh, who, who ran the match? Who was the, the dude? Uh, Sean, I believe. I believe mm-hmm. it was Sean. Um, yeah, it was a really good match. The first match of the year for the club. Um, so it was, it was one of those matches that it's a really good starting point. Nothing too... Difficult, nothing too crazy or out there, um, but there were also a couple of stages that were tricky, like a little bit complex. Yes. So uh, it was a really good broad match, uh, covered all skill bases and levels because we did have you know some new guys there as well, which we have to accommodate for, um, which is great, and I'm pretty sure they enjoyed it too. Good. Um, yeah, so it was a really good match, uh, and yeah, Josh was there filming me in my glorious moments of messing up a stage really well. <laughs> you did that extremely poorly. I mean, well. Well, uh, messing up. Messing up well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's Shot it. the stage poorly. Tell us about <laughs> the stage. Uh, we actually did a video on this, which is uh, did. explains a little bit why we're so late, but we'll get into that in a moment. Uh, tell us tell us about how bad this stage went. Yeah. Well, it was it was a good stage in terms <laughs> of facts. Oh, the stage itself the, was The great. stage itself was good, and I'm really keen to run it again to, mm-hmm. to practice because you had four different targets – four different distances on one obstacle say it was a uh, steps yep um so you shot four different targets at different distances 200 300 385 and 500 yes yep, yep. and at each distance you had three different targets didn't you yes reduced in size yeah okay. reduced in size so i was paying attention you, to the video we did before yeah you yeah. were yeah, yeah so surprised the, the brief was you start port arms you get onto one of the steps your choice any of the steps okay you engage the largest kyl rack a KYL target mm-hmm. on each rack at each distance yep. for one shot. Then you move steps. You re-engage the targets. Oh, sorry, you re-engage the smaller target, the middle the, one, the middle one, the middle one yep. at each distance. I can see why you struggled here. Yeah. <laughs> struggling talking about it. Struggling to you know <laughs> comprehend it myself. Yep. Um, so another yeah, yeah another four targets, the different distances, and these were the middle targets on the KYL. Then moves move down to the third step. And repeat that process for the smallest target on each KYL. Mm. And um, my first shots, like I started really solid, and I was like, "Yeah, this is this is sweet." Like nailing. that's that's I'm nailing it. Like got the first shots off, hit each target. Yep. And then I you transitioned. Did, you did look good on those first few four. It was like, "Yep, you're all over this, man. You got this." All over this, and then transitioned back to the 200 meter target. Mm-hmm. Shot the wrong target, and I was still on the first step. And so I was, nothing counts. Yeah, nothing counts. Okay, you can recover from this. I'm, I'm yep. confident in your abilities to be able to move on and let yep. that let that uh, error just you know, yep. let it drop out. Now, I'm pretty sure I then moved on to the second step and the you second did? target, which then I – sorry, it's just second step yep. and we were shooting the 300-meter target, mm-hmm. but I think I had not changed my dope. Okay. <laughs> yep. I believe. So missed that target. Mm-hmm. I didn't see where the splash went because I was just – 
confuffled. <laughs> Is that a word? Sure. Sure. Um, that's certainly how you felt. Yeah. And then so I checked. You identify what, as kerfuffled. Yeah, that's it. And then so I'm pretty sure in the video there's a good there's a good second there where I step back, have a look and I have a think and a bit of a count of the targets and go, nah, I'm right. Okay. Next target. And dialed the wrong dope. Missed shot over the top. I so I think I dialed my five hundred dope and I was on the three eighty five target or oh, just messed up. Yep. And then at that point I was at five hundred and I was just like just send it. <laughs> just enjoy life yeah, yeah let's go make noise yep so okay. uh, and then i went back to the 200 meter for one shot and i don't know where that went <laughs> yeah so who knows what happened really yeah. <laughs> it's your yeah, guess I, is as I, good I, as mine well, i got a fair idea what happened you ruined your stage yeah, yeah. you ruined your stage yeah. uh, it's 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 really it can be really challenging to mm. sort of stop and just rethink everything and because you feel like you're under pressure and you, mm. you'd be better off to sort of just stop, give yourself 15 seconds to just rethink, yeah. catch up. But you don't think about that in the moment. You think about that afterwards when some yeah. bloke's on a podcast telling you what you should have done. Yeah. Well, I feel like I did take that second. I stepped back and I thought, okay, I'm on this target. This is my dope. Now I'm, I just shot that, wrong target, wrong dope. Now let's shoot this. But I still, I think, dialed the wrong yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't go through it like a pre-shot process. Yeah. Didn't sort of reset. That's why those, those can be so important. Mm. So, oh, okay, so but you enjoyed your, you enjoyed your match. I did. Enjoyed your shoot. Yeah, yep. lost so, the plushie. Yeah, only by three points, and I'm pretty sure if I didn't stuff that up, I would have been at least level with him. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. if he also shot anyway. <laughs> that's, that's what it's like. so, so we we filmed a video before uh, yes. for Impact Dynamics. It's uh, basically looking at a stage you shot mm-hmm. and ruined, and a stage that I shot and ruined, and we explained why we ruined them, and uh, perhaps what people could do better. Josh, did you learn anything mm-hmm. from that video? I never do. <laughs> I can tell that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Hey, we have a question on Facebook that I'm going to throw to you, right. Andy. We've got it sitting over here. We've got a little screen look at this time. Fantastic. Uh, Michael, Michael asks a big question. Big oh, question. I thought you said little question. Big, uh, yeah, I did. I lied. Come on. Big que- I stuffed up the stage. Big question. is uh, To be fair, I don't think this is a big question, but okay. here we are. For the third time, big How question. How much importance do you place in keeping the scope as low as possible on your PRS rig? As low as possible, as into the that, to the bore, to the bore to of the, the barrel. The yeah. barrel. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's that critical. My I place zero focus, yeah. zero. Uh, nope. What are these words? Uh, importance zero, none. Yeah, no, none. Yeah. Um, I understand that. Yes, it looks slick and low profile, uh, very streamlined. Do you, do you know where that theory that 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 idea comes from? I'm presuming it comes from more of a hunting setup where people have a 200 meter zero, and their data would then appear. Flatter, would it? I I I believe that that there's a myth yeah. that you want to keep your scope as low as possible comes yep. from when when pre optics mm. your cheek rest on a of scope course. was always dropped lower, yes. right? And yep. the idea being that your cheek would line up mm-hmm. uh, and look down the iron sights. Yep. Okay. And so you use those guns, and then you would bring into the mix. Optics, yep. right? Optics is going to sit high yep. and yep. Your, your cheek rest is going to be low, right? Yep. And so you're going to have to sit up. So the idea is bring that scope as low as you can yep. so that you can try and mimic your position that you were in. Yeah, that right? makes total sense. Makes total sense. Yeah. Nowadays, those cheek rests are higher because we all shoot scope. Most of us, many of us shoot scopes. Yeah, yeah. And the the you go to a gun shop and they're trying to get it as low as possible. I mean, there's obviously there's a balance here, but mm. but – Low as possible. What what I think is honestly much, much, much more important, particularly for PRS and long range rigs and all that sort of thing, is that you uh, wherever your cheek rest may be, be it built up, be it mm-hmm. adjustable, whatever it might be, is that you get down behind that gun, you open your eye and with so you know get them on the gun like this. Yep. You open your eye up and you are looking dead straight through the scope. As yep. long as you are doing that, everything else can be accounted for. You can put the data, the height between the bore and the scope yep. uh, into your software and that will just deal with it. That will account for it. It's really common for PRS guns to be two to two and a half inches mm. above um, uh, above that height. And so that's that's not that's not out of the ordinary at yeah. all. Yeah, that, um, make, that makes total sense. And, and it doesn't make any if, 
issues uh, at all. Mm. And um, and I, I, I really, from my understanding anyway, that that is where that myth has perpetuated and still yep. is current where people say, oh, yeah, she goes as low as possible. Yep. Um, so you're not, your head's not floating above yeah. the stock somewhere. Yeah, yeah and yeah. often people would tell me, you ask ask that, you know, from a, from a scope fitting point of view, I say, okay, wh- why is that? And I'm yet to have a solid answer. I'm happy to be wrong mm-hmm. uh, on this stuff if people can tell me exactly what the reason is. Yep. But I do believe it's a bit of a hangover from – from that time. Now, hmm. I'm not saying you should mount it like three meters up from your, no. yeah, you want it sensible, but it's really about trying to get it as comfortable for that cheek rest. And yep. if that is as low as possible, mm-hmm. absolutely agree. Yep. Um, but you really want it comfortable so you're looking through it straight every time. Yeah, yeah. I might even, when I get home, run the numbers on my Kestrel, like the with difference. the, same, with the yep. same bullet profile, everything, put yep. scope height at three inches and put scope height at one inch and yep. run the numbers and see what it says. See what it does. Um, yeah. I know that mine, mine is quite high and I've mm-hmm. got my cheek rest maxed out. Mm-hmm. Um, See, that that might be starting to be a little problem because yes. if you're maxed out and you've got nowhere yep. to go on there, that you, you might be just like three millimetres short and yes. therefore yep. uh, that might be a little bit undersized. But anyway, yeah. that's, that, yeah. that's, and I, I will be, that's limitation. I, I do plan on getting a lower rail as yep. well. well. you got an angle but, grinder, you can fix it. Yeah, yeah, easy. That's what I was going to do. Okay, good. Yep. Um, those, the- problem solved. Problem <laughs> solved. Let's move on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> but yeah, like I, I'm going to drop mine a little bit, okay, um, but not not overly too much, uh, just because I do want a bit of, a bit of flexibility where I can rise yep. my cheek rest a little bit more. Um, but I've still got plenty of clearance uh, below my scope and above my uh, what is it barrel barrel uh, what's the shroud. thing on top barrel shroud to put my whole thumb. So okay. I can rest my thumb in between the scope, with, so that way I feel like I'm putting center downward force instead of resting my thumb on the side. Onto one side. Okay, mm. very good. Hey, uh, where's some your kit arriving at work this week? Oh. And I thought you might want to see it because uh, you've got one right next to you somewhere there on the ground. And I've got one right next to me somewhere Ooh. on the ground. All right. I believe if I'm correct, I've got the standard or the premium edition. You've got the ultimate edition. This is the Bosca Bell. I did say that right. Bosca Bell Bipods. These are Australian-made bike pods. Oh, there's a killer sticker. That better go back in there. Um, these are the Australian-made bike what, That's a nice case. No, that was the first thing I noticed when they wow, came in. Wow, packaging. Oh, look at that. Is that the best packaging you've ever seen for a bipod in your life? The best. It is. I think so. Anyway, these are made out of WA, and these are – look at all the – look wow. at everything you've got. Wow. All right, this is the bipod here. So these are, yeah, crew created by uh, WA. What do I need springs for? You've got springs. You've got adjustable springs. Wow. So these are a, um, I, I guess you could call these a, a leveling bipod where they will actually uh, adjust if you, this little adjustment here, Andy, if you push that, if I twist that the right way, no, I've got to have it in the unlock position. You push it up and they will shoot out and they're under spring tension. You can adjust. So if you have your rifle on there, mm. um let me get these level. Hmm. So you've got the adjustment. I think uh, I know what you're trying to put down. Yeah. You can lean into it and get the thing level and you can adjust that spring tension by changing your springs on how much pressure that is putting back into the bipod. And they just lock in. Like you, just, yep, you push you, down wherever you like. and lock. Twist the, uh, twist the little, arm, little arm around the leg, the little dial around the leg and that will lock into wherever it is. Huh. Uh, and that tension you can adjust by changing your springs out. I uh, the I mean these are these are exceptionally well made. They've got a little uh, lever for the uh, the cant option, uh, and they're quick release Picatinny. Have a look at the quick release Picatinny. This is a little bit different to most. You try and undo that lever, it won't go anywhere until you press this little button on the oh, side, yeah, nice. and that releases it. And they actually do an Arca one with the same locking mechanism. Yeah, uh, I think that's quite cool. I Fantastic. played with them the other day actually. You and, did. Um, that little mechanism is really nice. Mm. Yeah, you want it on some camera gear. I do. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's super solid. So that's uh, quite cool. And you've got the full kit, so you've got like four sets of as, feet. As well as that, you've got uh, adjustable tension on the side. You do. Yes, you do. On, on the, Back onto the uh, Picatinny mount, you've got adjustable yep. tension. Fantastic. So, yeah, that was uh, – you got 90 degrees, cool. 45 and, and straight, 90. Yep. Well, yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> One of the things. Whatever you want to call You're it. You're good with numbers. Yeah. Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah, they oh. feel they feel really solid. They feel good. They are. And now, they, they the guys at Boscobel yep. have suggested that these are probably more inclined to be hunting bipods. 
okay. uh, than than competition bipods. But I don't know. They're 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 pretty solid. So they they actually will flex a little bit in the oh. width of their legs, right? But not in a way that like is loose, loose. No, that's under that's spring tension somehow. Correct. That is under tension. Maybe that's the spring that. Maybe he's tensioning all these springs. How does um, this work? How does it do it? It's magic. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's lots to play on with these. Uh, but you can tighten that up as well. That's what this other yeah, uh, yeah. adjustment here is, how that how that spring tension is, I believe. Nice. You you get in, in your full kit, you get, what is this? Oh, that's a uh, like a Picatinny sling stud mount. Uh, you get multiple springs. It's so got a, a good positive. You can, like your springs bounce really Really well. I'll spring into action. <laughs> you certainly do. I'm going to get one in your face in a second. Here we go. You've been sprung. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I won't throw this one. It's a really nice positive lock, though, that feel. Speaking of throwing things at you, this one here is quite sharp, <laughs> and I'm not going to throw this one out. Josh is hoping that he's like, oh, that would make a great TikTok. But also we'd be in hospital tonight. Well, no, Andy would be in hospital tonight. Um, that is <laughs> That is really quite... Sharp, that's a great that's, spiked cleat feet. That's I really like that. Cleat feet. I really like those feet. Yeah. yeah spring. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. And these, that one you just had in your hand, they're surprisingly sharp too. Ow! Yes. Ow! Yeah. You are correct. I picked one of them up the other day and um pretty sure I nearly cut myself. Oh, my gosh. Right. How do these undo? Maybe we shouldn't undo them. You have to pull really hard. I know they what do. we shouldn't do yeah. is put them <coughs> just spiky thing it. down on the table. That's yeah, what we shouldn't right. do. And then push. Oh, no. I'm... I'm, I'm We've probably had too many uh, rums to be able to complete this task. Um, Ow. I'm yeah. sure there are, there's a, a no, instructions just, somewhere, but. There, no, you just pull on it. You just pull on it. And pull that, on that, it. But I don't, I don't suggest you try to put those. Yeah, that's it. That's how it works. Don't try and put those sharp feet on with in your current state. This is how he I work. He says as he's currently this, trying to put it on in his current is, state. This is, uh, this is how you die. <laughs> This is where my best my best work comes out. <laughs> I, I really like how that's like on a ball joint, so they yeah. swivel around. So nicely. that's the feet that she will swivel around and level out. Oh, don't do it on the table. Oh no, we're getting a new table. You're fine. Are we, we? getting a new bench top? Yeah, I didn't tell you that. Yeah, oh nice. We're getting a new bench top. Sweet as it's going to be prettier and better uh, and slightly smaller because this thing is huge. <laughs> I will oh. appreciate that. Fantastic. I'm going to put that away. Well, they're a solid kit. Good old Australian made stuff. Love it. Yeah, it's great. Excellent. Very good. Very Impressed. good, mate. Impressed. We look forward to actually using Springs. one. Springs. That will be. Uh, that will be good. We. Uh, I've got another recommendation. Actually, this is not bipod related. This is tripod related. Okay. Um. This. This tripod. is a work of art. Wherever I put it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the, oops! Look, we just lost our iPad that tells us how to run the show. Oh, well, that's all right. It hasn't worked for five years. Um, this is <laughs> – What, the show? <laughs> Correct. Uh, this is – Oh, dear. Baseball grip tape. Okay. Right. For your baseball bat? For your baseball bat. Yep. That's right. And the the announcement is tonight that we're actually becoming a baseball-focused podcast. That's what it is. What's so, baseball? Uh, it's where you hit bases with a ball. Okay, I cool. believe. I can work with that. Cool. All right. So this this grip, I believe you uh well, feel how grippy that is. This is the this is the whole oh point. I'll take your bipod. Right. Oh yeah, she packed it up correctly. <laughs> well done. All that's, the um that's very that rubbery grippy, and it? grippy. All right. Do you know where that goes without having seen where it goes already? On have a baseball a, have bat. Have a guess. Have oh, a baseball bat. Baseball bat. Where else could you use it but that's perhaps more involved in the shooting community? Mm. Correct. On a tripod. <laughs> <laughs> This here is my tripod, and okay, this is the this is Leo Photo LN three six four. Have a feel of this leg here. That's just got a sticker on it. That's uh, yeah, pretty pretty it's smooth. smooth. It's pretty yeah, smooth. A yep. bit if that gets wet, it's going to be slippery. Cool. Now this is a little bit of a rubber uh, one that comes on the tripod on one of the legs. That's really good. good. Yeah, it's good, pretty good. Good grippy. Yeah, solid. I'm going to spin this round now to the baseball grip tape. Oh gosh. Tell me how comfortable and how grippy that is. Mm. That's not bad, is it? It's very comfortable That's and grippy. Not bad at it's all. It's soft to the touch, but it just doesn't want to let go. Correct. That rubber, 
I didn't ask about how was your Saturday night. I asked how the baseball tape was. Anyway, uh, now I have to I have to uh, give credit where it's due. Mm. I saw this uh, from Regina uh, Milkovich. She, she okay. had it on her tripod. So it's not an original idea. But I thought, well, I mean, why not? I'm in the US. I, they do baseball here. I may as well grab some baseball grip tape. Yep. And in all honesty, that is two things it does really well. One, yep. super grippy, uh, and you can get good control. So if you were to use this, this is not going to work on a uh, podcast bench. But Definitely, if you were to use this yeah. as like a rear support, yeah. you've got to get excellent, excellent grip, more, yep. more than normal, more than anything else. Yep. And two, well, that, well, that's no one else is thinking that's their tripod, do they? No. That no. is uh, definitely my tripod with yep. a nice bright blue weird camo-looking uh, yeah, tape, yeah. unless someone else buys one and then uh, goes and <laughs> That's the same. Up. I'll do the same. You do yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah, you can have that one. No, that, that's, <laughs> no really, way, that's for Mother League. That's really, um, that's really good because it's like I know when I borrow other people's tripods <laughs> and I use them as a rear support. <laughs> yes. And the back of your, the buttstock of your rifle is usually aluminium and yep. you're trying to push it up against there and clamp it and you're like, oh, I hope I'm not scratching that tripod. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. if it gets me points. <laughs> yeah, it's their problem. Yeah. yeah. That's um, it. So, oh, that's really good. Anyway, that was a nice little find. I thought I'm going to try that, and I've tried it, uh, and I, I don't believe I've shot with it. I've had it out, but I yep. don't believe I've shot with it. So, f- yeah, we got to wait till we actually do it. But yeah, I, f- I figure sure. if Regina's running it and it's working well, yep. and I've tried it, it feels right. It's probably going to work well. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, solid. She shoots way better than any of us do. So, so right, there you go, Josh. You can hold on to that for a minute. And <laughs> I actually caught that. <laughs> I'm actually quite impressed. So. <laughs> All right, hey Andy, I've prepared a little special surprise before we started getting into some other some other questions. But we got some really okay. shooting reality stuff. <laughs> there's a fridge behind you. There Can we is. go to the fridge? Yes. And at the bottom of the fridge, there's going to be a glass with a fairly dark liquid in it. All right. Oh dear. Yeah, I know. You have to take your earmuffs off, and you have to walk away, and I'm going to have to somehow find uh, find a way to entertain everyone. Uh, this could be challenging. Josh, speaking of entertaining, Josh, were yes. you here when we tried to make these drinks? I was. Yeah, you had you had one of one of the results. Let's not let's I, not spoil it. No, I did not. You did not. No. Smart. Smart. I, you pulled out shots, and I went. I don't do shots. <laughs> and watched you drink it. Okay, so Andy, in front of you. Oh yeah, all the springs. We we'll put them back in. Andy, in front of you, you have a fairly dark liquid. Yeah. Yeah. This we. Tried to make some shots, some particular shots uh, that are quite like a crafty wanker level mm-hmm. sort of looking thing. And it did not go brilliantly the first try. It didn't go great the second or third try either. But mm. the first try was so bad we didn't even drink them. So we poured them into this glass. Oh, a mix. A mix. This oh, is a mix. Dear. Otherwise known sometimes as rocket fuel. I didn't realise this was two guys, one shot glass. That's a big shot glass if it is. Uh, but well, there's Josh here as well, so Ooh. I don't know what you're saying. Um, the, what, I'm, what I'm looking for you to do is to be able to name the three beverages that are contained within that drink. Three? Three. Are they <clears throat> diff oil? <laughs> they are not. They are sold at Dan Murphy's or other liquor stores, I guess. All right. Having a sniff, what does it smell like? All right. I know it. I can't. Black Sun Booker. You have give me the. Can you give me the brand? Oh, jeez. Black I mean, you do, Sun you Booker. Do, you're doing well. That's the that's the, the top brand. Drink. The brand of yeah. Which which brand? I don't know. Yeah, okay, all right, fine. No worries. Cool. You've got one of the drinks. All right. How much alcohol do you think I normally drink? Well, let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> let's find out. Now, so Black Sun Booker. It is uh, Opal Nero. Is one of, is the is the Black Sun Booker. Never taste. heard of it. All right. What are your two other? Hey, that's not too bad. It's not bad. Like that's it's not, not too bad. bad. It just wasn't what we're going for. It's not bad. Like I'm not trying to kill you here. I'm trying to make you enjoy life. But <laughs> <No. laughs> Josh is disappointed. You wanted real good podcast ratings. Um, yeah. Okay, that's a good sound to uh, <laughs> moist. That's a, a good sound to to run with. You know, really taste the tannins out of the barrel. You know, <laughs> been oaking up for a while. <laughs> What, I don't know. Whatever you did before you got here, mate, I don't care. <laughs> you do what you need to to get ready. For well, it. I just try and okay. sound like I know what I'm talking about on a wine. Tour. No one, no one is uh, <laughs> is believing that. Righto. Can you? There's uh, a bit of a kick at the end. Okay. Yep. I'm thinking. I know you like your gin, so I'm thinking there might be a gin in there. Gin's a very distinct flavour, though, isn't it? Gin is a very distinct flavour. Are you tasting gin? Because gin, you can't. American honey. Incorrect. Oh. Incorrect. 
All right, give you a little hint. Right. Have a look around at the glass now that you've swirled a little bit. Is there any hint of any colour in that that isn't black? Are you seeing any sort of colour presence in that glass? Uh, I'm, I can see it, but I know it's in there. So, is there a colour that isn't black? Like, like clear. Yeah, look at it. Look at the light shining off of it. What are you talking about, mate? You've had way too much. Yeah, probably fair enough. All right, I'm going to have to. I'm going to. Um, no, I'm cooked. Okay, what's uh, vodka? Vodka is in there okay. because you can't taste it, and mm-hmm. so it's it's a filler. So easy. Maybe easy that get. was the kick at the end. That is the. Yeah. That was definitely the kick at the end. So black sambuca vodka, and there is one more. Let pass it over. Let's see if I can get the color up on the the sides for you. There you go. You, did you see that? It's not quite black, but it's getting close to it. Like a blue? Yeah, spot on. What is a blue? Uh, see, you see it on oh. my hand. I've spilt it on it. There's a blue liqueur that this would be. Actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> is it tri- it's not triple sec? It is not. That is clear. It is no. blue curacao. Um, yeah. Or however you say it. There's multiple ways to say that mm. word. Uh, anyway, there you go. That that was our guess. Well, that's not too bad. Guess what's in the drink. Like you guess, could, you well, could. Well, there you go. Let's, uh, let's, you could get that down. Well, we're about to. There we go. I'll pour half in there. You'll pour half in there. Yep. I'll just make sure mine's We're both there. COVID free. <coughs> I am now. I'm immune for a while. Right. There we go. Well, from, from the American variant anyway. <laughs> from the Vegas variant. Yeah. Well, cheers. Mm. Cheers, cheers! Let's not smash our bullets together again in our, uh, in our glasses that your uh, your missus bought us the other week. Yeah, Very good. Good shout out. Good shout out. Yeah. That's it. No, we know where it comes from. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, we still have here to, to touch on, and we also have mm. something happened to you today, tonight. <laughs> well, other than going through my shooting videos and yeah, uh, critiquing talk, yourself. talking about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> critiquing myself and reflecting back on my really poor performances, mm-hmm. I've been asked to do some training. <laughs> for yourself to get better? Yes. Okay, <laughs> good. Yeah, and and for some others. Oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, no. I hope they're not paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be paying that for it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, good. All right, well, tell us about it. Tell us about it. Yeah, so, oh, so cool. a, a club um, wants to put together a little bit of training. Um, we've been asked that there are there are quite a few people who want to get into the sport, want to know and learn more about, um, you know, scopes, rifles, okay, data, um, how to shoot off of, yeah, shooting yeah. in general. A and list then, of excuses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the first topics we cover. <laughs> excuses. Sure. Yeah, that's right. Let me know, I'll be there. <laughs> okay. No, I thought you knew them already. I was going to say, you could write the book on them, Josh. Yeah, you've been listening to me all the whole, the whole time. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like – you know, this is sort of for the guy who's who's rocked up. He has a rifle, he has a scope, he's been out spotlighting, knows a little bit about shooting. Yep. Okay, how does this work? How does this scope work? How does this rifle work? What's data? What's, mm-hmm. you know, and then... And data then we'll, was a character from Star, Star Trek. Da-da. Next Generation. <laughs> um, and then, like, we'll progress into positional stuff, stages, yep. mental game, preparation, yep. you know, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm at that stage where I've got to sort of figure out, okay, what am I going to throw in these courses and at what levels? Mm. So, mm. so yeah, like I'm – for a, for a beginner sort of course, like you, you've just got your licence, you've just picked up your scope, your firearm, the gun shop's zeroed or boresighted it for you, yep. what, what would be, you know, your top three things you'd throw into a beginner course? For me? Yeah. Uh, all right. So one of the things – I mean, look, we, we can cover off – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take – we could talk about fundamentals, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is super important. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that almost that almost sort of the, the fundamentals are the most critical part, right? Yes. You need you need fundamentals. So let's let's leave those as their own their own option. That's a whole the, topic or, on themselves. Correct. Yeah. Exactly right. Yep. Fundamentals are, are sort of the first place to start. Mm-hmm. But in terms of actually taking that that ability to shoot, mm-hmm. um, which is where you need to spend your time first to actually competing in a PRS match because that's from mm-hmm. from what I understand of the training you're looking at doing is to taking guys from like sitting at a bench shooting and yep. hitting targets yep. to playing playing PRS and, and shooting some matches. Yeah, yeah. So one of the first things I see a lot of – I've seen it countless times where someone will come out to the range and they're going to shoot their first match for the day. So they sit down at a bench in the morning. They've got about three or four hours to practice mm-hmm. up and do that sort of thing. They sit at the bench, mm-hmm. get behind a gun, and they'll shoot 150 rounds on a rim fire, let's say. Yeah. And they hit all the damn targets or very close to all the damn targets yes. that they're aiming at. And then they shoot a, bat, uh, a match 
and they might get like two two rounds off per stage. Mm. And what they didn't practice, and not to their own fault, what mm. whoever was putting them through it didn't show them was starting from port arms, mm-hmm. starting off the gun and building position. Because yes. what's happened is they've gotten position, it's taken them 10 minutes to do so. Yeah, they're and comfortable. And they've stayed in that position for 50 rounds and haven't moved. Mm. And they've you know changed a mag out or whatever it is, but they haven't actually broken position properly mm-hmm. and then, you know, and they, or they have and then they've taken 10 minutes to get back on it. Yep, yep. So one thing I do like to do is to go, all right, cool, great. You, you can hit your targets. Let's just start at, you know, let's say we're talking rimfire. Yep. Uh, let's start at 50 metres. All right, that's, we're just going to shoot a nice big target at 50 metres. You're not going to miss this thing. Yep. But what I want you to do is to stand two minutes back, two metres back. Yep. And start, put the gun down, get behind there, build a position, away you go. Yep. And I have seen that doing that 15 times, 20 times, 30 times, uh, has taken them from getting, you know, spending half the stage building mm. their position mm. to building that position from 45 seconds down to 15 seconds. Oh, now, definitely. the yes. guys who do this extremely well will build that position in four to eight seconds. Yep. But 15 to 20 seconds allows you actually play in a match. Yeah. yeah. So no, that would be my first. What yep. about you? Yeah, so I guess if we're, if we're looking at taking people who can shoot and knows – know how to shoot mm-hmm. uh, targets at different distances and can engage those targets well at a bench, then, yeah, definitely it becomes that positional movement, getting into position, uh, a solid position, mm-hmm. um, target acquisi- acquisition, uh, and then um, also like transition, target transition. Okay, yep. Because I think, yeah, once you've built like a solid, okay, that's the obstacle, that's the barricade, whatever, and you know the position you're going to get into, and you yep. send those first two or three shots, whatever the stage is, now what? Yep. Yeah. So it's that bolt back, picking up the rifle, moving. Oh, yeah, good call. And yeah, doing it again. Call. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, because you see that a lot with new shooters where they sort of shoot and then they go to move and they're like, oh, no, but like I just shot so that the chamber's got no live bullet in it. Yep. Bolt Which up. is, I, un- yep. I understand, but that, that – Reaches the rules of how we transition for sure. So yeah, so there's an aspect which I feel like um, should be sort of covered in every bit of training, which mm-hmm. is you know your, your general firearm safety principles. Yeah. Um, but but in a more dynamic environment. D- yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you got yeah, your, okay. your core ones, and then referencing that back to PRS and going, okay, in this competition style, yep. any movement is bolt up, bolt back. Uh, you only load your rifle when you're told to. Um, by the stage officer, sure, and and you know, start drilling in some good uh, habits. Yeah, I guess. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. So a second one for me, and I know we we talked about like someone who can shoot and can yep. who sort of has worked through the fundamentals. We're always all refining fundamentals, but yes. someone who's sort of worked through them. Um, one thing that I see often skipped and not covered is is setting setting a diopter on a scope. Yes. All right. Which which I see so many guys get to like mm-hmm. PRS national competition levels, and they somehow they've missed this point. Mm. And so this is when you when you get your optic. Um, let's say like a, a common scope will either have a, so you you've got parallax adjustment. Some of them will be parallax fixed. Yep. At say a hundred yards or fifty yards for rimfire stuff, mm-hmm. and then some will have adjustments. And either it's on the ejective bell when you turn it around, mm. or it's on the side. Some colours, ones will have it on the top, um, but you've got sort of some way of adjusting this parallax. Yep. And people will call it focus because that's sort of the it's, side effect it, yeah, of what it, it does. It's often referred yep. to as focus, isn't it? Yeah, correct, yeah. which is which is fine. But there is two things that play here, mm. right? Your reticle focus is separate mm. to your, uh, your actual sort of downrange Image. focus, let's yep. call it. Yep. Uh, and so many people uh, will um, – and your eye is quite good at – making up for one or the other. Mm. So if you've ever had that situation where you're looking through your scope and you're like, what I'm seeing downrange is clear, but the reticle seems out of focus. Yep. And so you shift your eyes focus to the reticle mm. and then the reticle seems clear, but downrange seems a little bit out of focus. Yep. And then you look downrange, you go, no, no, that is actually clear, but my reticle <laughs> seems focused. And then you look back again and you go, Oh, no, my reticle is clear, downrange. Yep. These things don't line up. And then what's mm. happening there is that your focal – 
you know, from your from your parallax adjustment, your your focal point is actually working for downrange, mm. but your reticle is out of focus. And the part that that controls that on most scopes is your objective. That's the 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 right at the back, the part that you look through. There's either mm-hmm. an adjustment right there, or the whole rear, like on a night four scope. Yep. The whole rear adjusts, or for several of the night four scopes and, and other brands. Yep. Um, that whole rear adjusts, and so many people don't take the time to set that up, or yep. they don't do it quite. Right, and therefore what's happening is your eye is actually adjusting to mm-hmm. make up for the difference. Mm. And that's why when you look at one, that focuses, the, and the other one looks a bit odd, and then you look back and you put your focus on the reticle mm. and your eye fixes it. <coughs> and you're like, oh, this is all right. So um, one of the things that we, we try and get people to do when we set up a scope for mm. them or something is to – uh, look at something that has no detail in it. So yep. a grey sky is really, really good for it. A blue sky is really good for it. Something yep. that you're not, your eye's not going to be distracted. Mm. Wind your parallax around to infinity to sort of take that out or if it's a fixed parallax, then then so be it. Yep. And, and what you're looking for is you pull your gun up with your eyes closed and then you open your eye. Your eyes, generally the, the younger we are or the better eyes we are, so perhaps not me and Josh is just about to get glasses, so perhaps not him. But for for those who have really good eyes, uh, your eye, even if you've got glasses, mm. your eye is going to fix that focal error yep. very quickly, mm. right? So you are looking for that very brief moment where you look at your reticle and it just looks a little out and mm. then goes crisp. If it's a little out, that's a problem. Wind your adopter adjustment forward, back, whatever it might be. You, know, you do it roughly so it looks about right and then you close your eyes, open it up, there's a little bit of adjustment. And you're, and you're talking like the first half a second your less. eyes open, yeah, like less. less it's, half a second or less. Yep. Yeah, because what's happening is you're, you you don't want that strain on your eye because if no. your eye is having to fix the problem, it means yep. it's changing itself, which means when it looks down range, mm. uh, it's, it's going to sort of compound this problem. Yeah. And if you've ever like, – and this is certainly my experience – if you – if you've ever gone out shooting for a day and you've been out there for a good six hours, eight yeah. hours, and, and you start like, getting headaches oh. or eye strain or yeah. fatigue, yeah. that is so commonly your yeah. eye. And so by spending, and it could be, honestly, 10 minutes getting that yeah. diopter dialed in, uh, particularly the ones that lock and don't change, that is so worth that 10 minutes. Oh, definitely. Uh, and then once you've done that, Whatever's downrange focus, that that parallax adjustment's gonna gonna make keep that in, but your reticle's always gonna be crisp. And honestly, if you you know, like you do, you <coughs> might go and get your eyes checked every two years or three years or six months, Josh. Um, Twenty-eight years. <laughs> and so you're that old. Wow, wouldn't pick that. All right, and so uh, you um, you go and get your eyes checked every whatever it is. Same with your adopter. Check yep. get just from time to time. Keep a check on it because your eyes will degrade. Generally, they don't yep. usually get better. No, no, no. It is it is something I need to check because I've recently uh, got glasses for up close stuff. There you go. You and me both. So, Look at us. I mean, I actually had them for a year, few years, but I didn't ever wear them. So, mm. um, and, yeah. and now I'm wearing them every day except tonight. Oh, there um, you go. Probably because I'm, I'm just too embarrassed about them to wear oh, them on a podcast. Too many drinks. Correct. I don't even know where they are now. <laughs> we don't need glasses. I mean, <laughs> yeah, can't see you anyway. Wouldn't um, but yeah, it's a it's a similar situation to uh, binoculars. Yes. Like you'd you'd realize how many people don't know that a binocular has two focus yeah, sort of settings. One of them on one of the eyepieces, and then one as a, as a center. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. So to set up a pair of binoculars properly, mm. you uh, you close one eye, the one that's doesn't have the separate one. Focus that in, and then you focus in separately the other eye. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, it's handy to know. So that's the number. That's my number two. Have you got mm. number two? I mean, this far out. If we start spending that much time on each point, Ooh, there's some there's some real key things that people people miss. I would be, I'd say probably a step before uh, positional movement, that sort of thing. Yep, we're jumping all over the place. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, whatever. 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 It's our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But like sort of keeping in line, keeping in line with, you know, the scope. You got um, uh, parallax, focus, and diopter. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that people understand. Okay, what does one mil represent? What does one mil look like at 100 meters? At 500 meters? Yep. Just understanding a bit of that. Yep. Um, and then eh, again, skipping. Uh, probably trigger pull and follow through. So we're, we're back into fundamentals. but oh, we are, aren't No, we? no, which is okay, which is okay because often there's some fundamentals but but yep. there is no reason not to go back and review them. And there's That's some it. fundamentals that are 
that that start playing a bit more of a role or yes. are quite often easily missed or easily skipped. Mm-hmm. And you know, we watched a few videos tonight and gave commentary on those videos. <laughs> and I tell you what, trigger pull got mentioned Ooh. more than any other fundamental yep. uh, or follow through as well as as part of that sort of process mm. uh, for guys who are we would we would dare say. All experienced shooters, yep. uh, much to uh, perhaps our embarrassment, mm. that was regularly a problem. Yeah, it uh, always so pops up, especially when you, you, your stage isn't going right or you're under stress <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, just send yes. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's it. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, I've, got a, uh, I've got a third um, for that. So if we're, gonna, if we're going to move from, from really beginner mm-hmm. to yes. perhaps – Someone maybe you you talked about running two classes. Yes. Yep. Uh, so the first one for really fresh guys, yep. which is which is great, and then guys who are perhaps a bit more experienced. Yep. I really think that there is a lot to be to be said for stage prep. Yes. Yes. And definitely. so I think that the IPSC guys do the do this really well, mm. do this really well, and I think good PRS shooters do it really well as well. Yep. And that is sort of dissecting the stage, looking at what, you know, we get your stage brief, perhaps you've looked at your matchbook before. Some guys prefer doing that the night before. Mm-hmm. I can't do that the night before. I'll forget all of it by yep. the morning. Uh, and so you get your stage brief and then just logically thinking through the steps. Josh, you've had a bit of experience both good and bad on this side of things. Yeah. What have you learnt in your 18 months-ish of hanging around the sport as a, uh, as a cameraman slash, oh, I kind of would like to shoot from time to time? In terms of in general stuff or in, like stage stage prep? stage prep sort of stuff. Um, read read the book. Read your stage brief. Yeah, or ask questions. Um, that, yeah, yeah. And if you don't understand it, yep. where, while you know Ro's there, just mm. rattle off all the things that you don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. Like, ask the question rather than just sit there and go. Oh, I'll just watch a few people because there's That's it. so yep. often that you watch a few people and you might just not quite get it. Yep, and it's just that 30 seconds at the start just to be like, oh, what what was that 100-meter target on the right? That's it. Just to go, cool, that's the IPSC. Mm. Just to take that time to mm. get it. And I, I know I've often missed a lot of things just filming in yeah, that I'll course. film stuff yeah. and then it's just like quick grab a gun. Mm. Um, and you'd be out of whack or out of order. Yeah, out of yeah. whack, out of order with the targets and stuff. And I think one of the things that I want to sort of hang on is that um, – Stage stagecraft, they call it in IPSC, right? Yes. Stagecraft is yep. um, can be very personal, right? Mm. So the way you would look at a stage and and decide how you're going to shoot that, maybe maybe we would end up at the same structure of how we get to a, a approach a stage, mm-hmm. but the way we communicate that to ourselves, which sounds odd, but the way we would break that down in a way that we would understand it might look different. Mm. So I will often use a like a, a wristband card that will have on my wrist, and it will tell me this target and then do this and then this target from here. I might draw a picture of the barricade. I might draw a picture of the shape of the target. I'll do a very visual thing Mm. and so that I and a very step by step by step. And so the idea is that I don't have to remember anything about what I'm about to do. What I need to do is look look at my chart and go, right, square target from the staircase. Yep. Right, and the third step. So I might write third staircase or Mm. like third and draw draw the staircase. And so I, I will go ahead and do that. And then the next one down there. Now I put I gave that card to someone else and they'd be like, What is this junk? <laughs> I right? can I guess I can personally attest to that in okay. that I've watched you do a stage with that card mm-hmm. and then, you know, two people after you I've been filming and just gone, Cool, I'll just jump off and use that card. Yeah. Because it's all been written and then get there in the moment, look down and I'm like What does I, this mean? I have no idea what any of this means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What what am I shooting? Because yeah. that just yeah, that doesn't make yeah. sense for how I think. And I actually think the point that I pick up that stage the best is when I'm writing it because yes. you, you go through that cognitive sort of process of like mm-hmm. converting this text written in front of you on the matchbook or the, what you heard and the notes you took yep. to something that means something to you. But mm-hmm. you're right, you put it in front of something else and they're like, what is this rubbish? And I will, and, and you're right, and you'll be like, this communicates to me really well. And I think that that, that Self-communication? Yes. Yep. You, you, what we try to do is you're trying to tell yourself a message when you're under more pressure. Yeah. And so you, you need to know what that means. Yeah, it, it's what makes sense to you. Yeah, and it, some and some dudes, and I've certainly seen it, they remember that extremely well. And that is how mm. if they wrote it down, it would fall apart for them because yep. they would get lost in their notes. They, they need to 
they need to do visualization. So they'll go through the process multiple times over in their mind. I move here, I shoot two shots on these targets, I move to here and I shoot them. They, they play that through in their mind yep. like they're watching a video. Um, I've tried it. I can't do it. Yeah. I, I right? noticed that on the weekend at the range was yep. even people just getting in the motion yep. of doing it and yeah. being there and going, all right, get down into this position and they'll, they'll almost mentally run through it. Correct. Even physically yeah. and shutting the bolt trigger, shut the bolt trigger. Yeah. And, yeah, I've seen a few people on the weekend. I was like, oh, and, interesting. And, and that's mm. what I think is that there is no wrong answer to that. No. But it's a matter of experimenting and finding what works for yep. you. And and some stuff does not work for me and some stuff does work really, really well. Yeah. And leaning into that and doing it every time. That's yeah. the biggest thing. No, that's it. I, I do find I've – on my data cards I used to put down a lot of information. Mm-hmm. So I'd put down target distance, the um, the elevation, the yep. wind – and the target shape, and you look at that on this tiny little card, and you're like, "Oh, there's so many numbers." Yes. And now, depending on of the stage, instead of putting down the target distance, if the if the target is close enough, say it's a 230 meter target, I'll just put the number two. Yes. If it's a target at 420 meters, I'll put four. Yep. And then just the the elevation I need. I'm not referencing 430 meters is this elevation. It's just target. At roughly 400 meters yep. is this. See, I've got a target I can draw on. So yes. I draw my, my drops under there. Yep. And then I'd, I would write the, the two and the, yeah, yeah, that perfect. sort of thing, but with no elevation on my, on my sort of guiding card. Yeah, true. Yep. Yeah. So that, that would be probably my third thing that would be mm. covered. But that's perhaps a step up yep. uh, from there. Um, and that has uh, that's certainly – it's one of those ones where you apply it and mm. I've found it being super useful. Yep. Uh, and when you don't apply it, it's, uh, it's what burns you. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Like I, I do, um, I tr- do try and take the time before I shoot to, when someone else is shooting the stage, mm-hmm. is run the stage through my head while they're shooting it. So, yep. beep, get down this position, two shots, this target, okay, transition, this shot, this target, mm-hmm. and and get on the binos and watch it yep. and sort of, yeah, target identification. Spend the time to look at the target so you know what you're looking at. Yes, instead these, of, these are areas that I need to work on. Sure. Yeah, right. yeah, there are areas that I know I'm not good at. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so I feel like th- those sorts of topics are getting more into the, mm. um, you more know, advanced. the intermediate sort of, you know, progression. Um, yeah. One more from you. Or was, uh, that, was that your one more? Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> sure. One more from I'm you. Full, I'm full of wisdom. Good. <laughs> um, oh, geez. Oh, you know <laughs> full what? of wisdom. <laughs> full yeah, of wisdom. Full of wisdom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Make sure you top up your mags. Oh, <laughs> I think there was a stage. Yes. I Josh, think- yes, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm and pretty if you're borrowing someone else's gun. Make sure that mag is full when you leave it. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that I, I recently put up a video of doing a mag change. I'm pretty sure there was only eight rounds in that mag. <laughs> I'm like, close the bolt. That feels very empty. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Hot very tip good. for you. Hot tip. Hot tip, nice man. Nice. So speaking of hot tips, hey, uh, we've been we've been mentioning that we're going to talk BRS uh, about this. So, uh, look, Precision Rifle Series has uh, taken a battering over the last couple of years with COVID. Yes. We uh, 20, 2019, end of twenty nineteen, we had a bit of a change of, of sort of leadership with PRS, and we had we we're really excited for twenty twenty season. We we kicked off some matches. We were about to, and then like two weeks prior to Mildura. Mm. Uh, the C word happened, yep. and um, and we had to cancel it, and then we had to cancel the next one, and then we had to, and then we pulled the season, yep. and we were all locked down, all that sort of thing. And we got our hopes up again. And then we got our hopes up again, and then we were like, "Oh, we're going to do this." And then we did our first match, and the yep. Queensland crew, some of the Brisbane-based crew, couldn't come. Yeah, uh, uh, they were banned from travel. But we we're like, "Oh, that's right. We're, we're, we're hopeful. We're around the first match. Mm-hmm. It went well. You know, good." Little bit of you know shaky ground because it's been a little while, yep. And then that was it, you know. Went over <laughs> to uh to Mildura and got yep. caught and went over to uh, you know, where, where was that other one we went to? Um, Bucking, Bucking, we got mm. caught there. And <sighs> anyway, so we just de- demoralized, but you know what, you know what, the uh, the definition of insanity is uh, is, is doing the same things and expecting different results, yep. Certified insane because we're trying it again. <laughs> Doing but, it again. <laughs> but to be fair, it is looking better. So yes. uh, 
Uh, we're recording this on a Friday. Probably by the time this podcast comes out, there would have been the first half of the season announced in terms of mm-hmm. dates with regular plus one new one new match uh, in that first half of the season. Fantastic. There will be some announcements for remainder matches. Just these things are tentative, very yes. tentative at the moment. Yep. There is changes and, for sure. and such. But we are super hopeful for the the first match to be running the first of April, first weekend of April. Oof. The second match to be running the last weekend of April, uh, and then we'll be kicking off into the year uh, yep. with a very similar sort of. Uh, I'd have to double check. Depends on a few things, but somewhere yeah. in that vicinity of seven seven to eight matches for the year. Wow. Which is good. So PRS will be will be back. It is looking good. Borders are open. Sorry, WA. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry, but it's your own. It's your it's, own doing. We it's your own fault. Just, <laughs> we can't do much about that. I'm sorry. Um, uh, but it is looking good yep. at the moment. There, there is. You know, the reality is that there will be individuals that will be affected and mm. unable to come and that sort of thing. But we hopefully won't have those whole on mass states or areas or locations yes. that are sort of shut down or unable to travel. So it. it is looking promising. It is also looking promising for us to be able to send some crew over to the US finale. Oh, wow. Uh, because cool. international travel is open, yes. as, as I have proven, not successfully, <laughs> mind you, but I have proven you can go into – It was worth the risk. Was, Correct, yes. yeah. So if you do go, if you are lucky enough to qualify to go to the US and shoot the finale – um, book out 10 days when you get back uh, or maybe seven <laughs> if you're on the East Coast yep. and book out some time, actually everywhere except Just SA, recovery time. Uh, of recovery time. Yeah, correct, correct. Or recovery time. And then if you're locked up then so be it. Yeah. Um, I, must, I must say the recovery time from Darwin was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were there for like what, three days or something? <laughs> yeah, three or four days. We didn't want to leave by yeah, the end of it. You guys fairly well close. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, so it, it is It is looking it's promising. Look, it's looking good. Tentative, I'm nervous. We've mm. been twice bitten, twice shy, but you know what? People want to go and shoot, and we want them yep. to go and shoot. Well, you've got to be in it to win it. Exactly right. So it is looking good. So stay tuned for announcement. Um, there is, for all the cool kids who are up to the latest of things. Is that me? No. I'm talking no. to Josh here. Um, there what? is a Discord server for Precision Rifle Series Australia. Okay. Uh, it's not big enough yet to be able to find it, but there will be links floating around the PRS pages and we'll share them out and stuff to be able to jump on there and to so be able to, you know, if you're into Discord and even if you're not, it's probably a good platform to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be like audio, call, uh, there'll be like calls and Q&As and all that sort of stuff all through Discord. So stay tuned, check that out, that it's going to be a really good place to connect this year for it. Yes, yeah, And let's look forward to a promising match or series of matches for 2022. What do you reckon, Andy? I'm stoked. You're stoked? Getting out there, having a crack? Yeah. Shooting some targets? Sending some rounds. Sending some rounds. Showing how the, uh, show the interstate boys how we roll. <laughs> You, you do what you need. You do what you need. I'm sure. I'm sure a few of them, especially now, there's a club up and up and running in Sydney with a solid amount of turnout. I reckon they're going to be. I think some of those boys have been training very hard, and I, I'm, I feel like I might get a shock. I <laughs> I think you will do fine, but I also think there are going to be some unknowns that, yes. that perhaps we we're not super familiar with the names because mm. you know what are we back to 2019? That's, That's like it. three years ago. Yep. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some you know people that we haven't met yet All that the are going to come out up. and shooting really That's well, it. and there's going to be some people who don't shoot really well because Josh is going to be there, um, and <laughs> uh, and I'll be there <laughs> as well. Uh, so we look forward to meeting a whole stack of people. Uh, mm. Pierce is coming back. Very excited about that. Um, it has been later than we would have liked, but but. It is, it is what it is and that's the circumstances we find ourselves in. It's been very tentative decisions to make but here we are. Let's get around it um, and, and go for it. So yeah. we'll, we'll keep you updated with everything that's going on uh, and I think we've got like, you know, previews and reviews of all the matches planned. Yeah, that would be um, cool. We'll certainly uh, talk about that. So that is where we're, where we're looking, man. Very good. Excited? Oh, I am stoked. Cool. Well, we, uh, we have – We've basically finished whatever that concoction of drinks are. Almost. So it is time to call an Uber and uh, we shall get out of here. Yeah? Yeah, let's do it. Sounds good. Catch you, Andy. Bye. See you later.